0: This is HPR episode two thousand three hundred and six entitled HPR Community News for May twenty seventeen and is part of the series HPR Community News. It is posted by HPR Volunteers and is about eighty seven minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is HPR Volunteers talk about shows released and comments posted in May 2017.
1: This episode of HPR is brought to you by an get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15 that's H P R 1 5 better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com <music>
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hacker Public Radio. My name is Dave Morris, and with me tonight for the community news show for um, May 2017, I'm accompanied tonight by JWP. Hi, JWP.
2: Hi, Dave. How are you doing this fine fine
0: evening? <laughs> I'm doing fine, thanks. It's, uh, it's warm here. I've got the back door open. I'm in the extension of my house, so you might hear... Seagulls and strange noises out the back, but there you go. That's a bit of uh, ambience. Okay. So let's start with the uh, welcoming our new hosts. We have two new hosts this past month, and they are The Dude. It's a cool name. And Knox. Okay. So let's go straight into... Looking at last month's shows, and uh, we there's not much to say about the show two two eight one, which was the last community news, which you very kindly helped out on, as did uh, Christopher Hobbs. But um, we got a couple of comments on that show, and we had one from now, and I'm hesitating how to say his name now. D o d d dummy, I think that's just what Ken always said, so he's been right all along. Um he says DODD dummy is a play on the mainframe equivalent of dev null. In proper syntax of the D D data descriptor JCL statement comes from it comes from my friends trying to describe my prowess, which so the command is or the JCL statement is do DD Dummy. So he's got some pronunciation here. Um so it's, it's IBM JCL, basically, is what, he's, what this comes from. So so let's... um, uh, Then I gave a comment to this saying, thanks for the explanation. Thanks, that helps to explain things. Just as an aside, in my day, JCL was a more ge- generic term used on many of the mainframes that I used, which were ICL, CDC, and Burroughs. And at the university I worked at, we were wooed by IBM in the mid-1980s, who tried to sell us a machine to run VMCMS, I think. I forget what the machine was, so I actually have no experiences of IBM's JCL, happily.
2: Well, uh, I happen to do a a new show that's coming out this month. Uh, Um about the uh, living computer museum in Seattle and uh, they have all of the old mainframes and VAX and everything. And you can get sc- shell scripts for all those.
0: That sounds wonderful. Yeah. I'd love to, love to see that. Where is that?
2: Uh, it's, it's in Seattle. If you, it's something Paul Allen did, uh, it's uh, called living computers and you have to go to the web museum website and then ask for a shell account on the, on the mainframes that you want to use or the DAX VAX that you want to use or I got account on an old AT&T box. Wow,
0: that's well. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I must have a go at that. <laughs> Very good. Okay, let's move on to the first um, show, other than the community news, and this was 2282 Pathfinder Adventure Card Game, which was from Klaatu. Now, this is another one in his series of uh, tabletop gaming, and uh, he's talking about this this particular game, the Pathfinder adventure game, and uh, a few a few other subjects as well. It um, sounds quite advanced. It sounds like the sort of thing it would go right over my head, to be honest with you. <laughs> you into this sort of stuff at all, John? Did you go away?
2: Uh, it it had a dead space, uh, but I, I really enjoyed Claw Two's show. It was quite in depth. Uh, uh, this 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 like this time he did did it.
0: Yeah, this this one was quite. Uh, Quite challenging to to understand i found but uh, still it's the sort of thing that if you're into that sort of thing you you'd want i'm sure no doubt okay let's go on to episode 2283 which is called saving money shaving with double and single edge safety razors and this is from a guy called dave yates who <laughs> I remember from many years ago so, uh, yes,
2: uh, uh, as soon as I heard that voice, I was like, "Oh, there's my man from South Carolina, Dave Yates, uh, doing his thing." Uh, golly, it's been a long time since I heard a podcast, and it was really good to hear him again.
0: Yes, I used and, to uh, listen to him a lot. Um, yeah, he's he's uh, he's got he's got very very uh, st- very recognizable voice. I think he yeah
2: uh, yeah that that's just a real smooth southern southern voice from America. I, I really enjoyed the 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 uh the show uh um i've gone back and forth between uh safety razors and and uh Gillette for a long time and it's it just it it just seems that the safety razor sometimes just doesn't do as good a job as the uh, as the uh modern one for me but but if i have time the double the double edge or single leg safety.
0: yeah it's um when i learned to to shave as a as a young lad, my dad gave me a safety razor of the sort that uh, that Davies was talking about. The sort where you put a single razor blade in. It was a double-edged one uh, that uh, that he, he had, and uh, you know, you had you had a little dispenser that dispensed it into the into the razor. It just screwed together. Um, I always wanted one of the fancy ones that you unscrewed and and the, the the top. Split open into two sort of doors, uh, into which you drop the the blade. But uh, I think they they'd gone by by the time I got to that. But so yeah, it's it was good to hear about this sort of thing I just use an electric razor these days, and find that those are less fuss, to be honest. But uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've been using good news a little bit a little bit, but it was good to hear from Dave, and I hope he starts doing technical stuff again.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, this was an excellent show to, it's an interesting subject to to talk about, you know, because removing of, (laughs) removing of hair is a, is a human subject that uh, everybody knows something about, I think. So, so yeah, this is, this is cool. And a little bit of history as well about these, about these particular types of races. I I enjoyed that very much. There was a bunch of comments on this one. Uh, do you want to share the, share these uh john i'll just do the first one shall i
2: sure just a second let me open the tab
0: so i'll just be doing uh we had one from Kuvmo. i think that's how you pronounce his handle he said smooth show dave back from the dead like hearing from a long lost friend great show i use a little bottle of shave secret and he gives a, a link to it just a couple of drops rubbed in and you can do a full shave have a great week he says
2: Okay, so comment two uh, was uh, from uh, DOD Dummy. Uh, uh, Dave, the whole time I was wondering, glad to see you again, Dave. You made it just in time. I don't think I could have kept in, in between. you digital- still there,
0: John. You've, you've fallen off.
2: Um, and that was posted on the 8th
0: by Ron. We, we lost you. We lost you there. We lost you between the first sentence of uh, DOD Dummy and uh Ah. the end Uh, well
2: i can do it again i can do it again so uh comment two it was posted on the uh may dave yeah 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 go (laughs) okay all right so yeah so uh, comment two it was uh uh glad to see you again dave uh you made it just in time i don't think i kept kept it between the ditches much longer the whole time i was wondering how did the rest of the, how did you get the rest of the family to switch? I haven't shaved in two years, but Clarkie Howard claims he reuses the razors for months without nicking himself, and then there's a a link
0: yeah, cool, so next one was from Rowan. Um, mechanical safety razors he said great episode made the switch to a double blade safety razor myself about two years ago found a set in my local pharmacy for 20 US dollars, came with the handle stroke razor holder and about 20 blades, two months ago was the first time I had to purchase replacement blades, that's amazing,
2: that's really good, Uh, quite the value for the money Uh, the fourth post was by Frank and he said welcome back to the Podsphere Dave,
0: Jonas says welcome back as well Comment 5. Glad to hear you on the audio waves again, Dave. While listening, I was wondering if you were going to say you got the rest of the family to switch. Sorry to hear no such luck. At least you're saving a third or fourth of the previous total. Personally, I trim rather than shave, so I haven't spent money on a razor in forever. I might start again after this show, though. I like the idea of the soap stick. I've not heard of that before. It sounds like it's worth a shot. I remember my grandfather had a double-ended safety razor. I'm not sure what happened to it. I'm sure his son picked it up after he passed away. Save money on everyday things. Go, goes saving money on everyday things goes a long way in the yearly totals. Great show. Good to hear you back again. I'm looking forward to hearing more, techie or not. You can do your own one there, John
2: uh sure dave uh um it's uh, comment six it was by me uh Dave good to hear from you again on the airwaves great content
0: yeah, it's nice to hear him back. It really is he uh i I used to listen to his show and uh you know I found it was it taught me a lot and the one thing that I remembered particularly I went to the states we, we took my kids to the California area in two thousand and eleven and uh because uh, Dave Yates was always drinking Mountain Dew. I'd never heard of it b- before him. Uh, we had to buy some and check it out. We, we quite liked it actually. <laughs> it's a, just, just a personal anecdote there.
2: It's got more caffeine than coffee, Dave.
0: I know, I know, I know. I wouldn't want to drink it. You can't, you can get it here, but it's disgusting. That, uh, so I, I'm glad, <laughs> glad I don't not drinking it anymore.
2: Yeah, so I, 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 we keep cutting out. So I decided that I would start pinging www.google.com to see if it was my connection or what was going on. But we seem to be cutting out a lot.
0: Oh no! Yeah, you, you're noticing me disappear from time to time. Yeah,
2: uh, correct. Or, or it could be me. My internet is because it comes up from the basement sometimes. That, uh, uh, through the power, I have the wall power connector thing, and so it sometimes it. Turns itself off uh, a little bit.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, I, I yeah, I, I don't see any dropouts myself, but it's it's not easy to be certain. But there's nothing here that shows me I'm dropping out. So. Okay. Well, let's yeah. just, just it's, go it's on. It's
2: a strange thing, but normally if I if I just uh, get uh, uh, set my pie to ping uh, to ping Google.com, uh, it, it doesn't happen.
0: Ah, right, 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 okay. So it sounds as if almost as if something's timing out or something like that. That's bizarre.
2: Uh, I, that's what I think.
0: Okay, let's go on to 2284, resurrecting a dead Ethernet switch. This was uh, Mirwi, who uh, has a um, an Ethernet switch, which he identified had a failed capacitor. I don't remember how he worked it out. I think he'd already worked it out before he he talked about uh, um fixing it. Had he? I can't honestly remember how he got there, but uh, he did point out that it uh, it was distinctly distorted because the uh, um the, that's what happens to electrolytics when they when they go funny.
2: Well, it was interesting for me that he had two that had the same thing. Uh that he had the same thing. So he actually had two from the same manufacturer that broke the same way
0: yeah I, I i enjoyed listening to him actually doing the debugging I obviously didn't write enough down about it because i forgot <laughs> the details it, it was very impressive what he did the fact he had a, a scope to help him out was a significant step in the in the right direction i thought and he's put a quite quite an interesting picture in here which is a you can click on to see the detail of and um yeah, so having identified it and replacing it shouldn't be too too difficult a problem. But you do need some reasonable equipment to to spot to to detect it properly in the first place, I guess.
2: Yes, I don't think that just having a multimeter is going to work.
0: No, I I'm interested because I got a an Ethernet switch that they were going to throw out the university I used to work for, and it's something like a twenty four port thing. But it doesn't work, and I, I well, my debugging skills are not uh, not as good as these, so I'm not sure what's wrong with it yet, so anyway, it was very just interesting think
2: about how many just think about how many piles you could have hooked to that Dave.
0: Well, I know <laughs> I know I was going to run the house on it, you know I mean Ethernet everywhere, <laughs> so we had <laughs> we had a bunch of comments on this one. The um, first one was from Crayon. Good job, good job, Miri. If only all hardware was so easy to get into and repair, it says. Will I do the next one. You can do the last one there, John. Um, the second comment was from John Culp. He says, Well done. I loved hearing this. I really like the real time fixing a broken object part of it. But I would also like to hear more explanation of some of the stuff you were talking about with respect to measurements using the multimeter and analysis using the oscilloscope. Great show. Yeah. So,
2: um And then. Uh, um it comment two was from a guy named Jonathan Culp, and uh, he said, uh, "I love hearing this. Uh, it was really like fixing a, a, a real time bro- real time project. Uh, but I would like to hear more explanation of the stuff you were talking about with respect to measurements and using the multimeter and analysis on the oscilloscope.
0: Great show! You want to do yours as well?
2: I just did. No, <laughs> I, you didn't. I just. Oh, I did this number two. Okay. Uh, I uh, just did John Culp. I, you know, I guess you didn't hear me. Yeah. So, uh, wow. Uh, hardware really can last forever. From me. All right. Yeah. Uh, um So I guess that's the uh, end of that show.
0: It is. It is. We're having some communication issues here, I think, aren't we? Just, the- just a little. Yeah. A little. Uh, but I okay. can
2: actually see the ping on my end. Uh, um, on my end, stop. All right. So it's uh it it actually goes uh it it's actually on my end uh, uh a little bit.
0: When you're speaking, I can see the, the 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 thing the red lips that show up and then they flicker and go go black. Which I wonder if that's got that that's a symptom, I imagine.
2: Anyway, well, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not mumble mumble propliant. But okay, so so uh, let's see.
0: We're we're on two two eight five, which is the tick conspiracy and this was from the new uh from the new uh contributor this is from the dude yes yes sorry i I wasn't sure whether you were here or not there john (laughs) so so he was talking go on
2: i wonder i wonder if he's from if he's a big follower of the he's it it maybe
0: yeah 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 he um he was talking about the problems of ticks and i imagine he lives somewhere rural and he's talking about how if you go out into your your, your backyard, um, yeah. then ticks can be everywhere and it will get on your dogs and it will get on you and everything. So Oh uh, yeah,
2: the the Lyme disease is pretty bad. Oh, yeah. yeah, Dave, I was I was wondering if maybe from his title he's a big follower of the
0: the big Lebowski. No idea. <laughs> possibly yeah. so. Possibly so. He's um yeah, I had not. See, I I got a degree in biology, so I know a bit about ticks, but but only from you know sort of undergraduate uh, stuff. I mean, I hunt, and I've,
2: in Germany they call it brucellosis, and in America they call it Rocky Mountain spotted fever. And I've had it three times, and so the doctor told me that next time I get it, I have to go to the hospital.
0: There are ticks are vectors of a lot of nasty diseases. Yeah. And the Lyme disease, as you mentioned already, is, is can be pretty bad, but uh, it, it's not so common in the UK. I mean, I've been bitten by ticks on many occasions, but not to the extent that uh, he's talking about. They're not approaching my house; they're all out in the in the woods, and uh, you know, in the in the mountains, and that that type of thing. They're not they're not not in, encroaching on on uh, where I live, so I would not like the prospect of that yeah
2: well good overall good show and i hope that the the dude uh does something else
0: yeah yeah it was, it was fascinating he really covered the subject well actually i found it uh most interesting so i'd like to hear more and he was very passionate about it which is always interesting to hear so cool so next is the next one is uh hpr 2286
2: surviving a stroke
0: and that's uh tony hughes who um is telling a, a personal story about how he had a stroke in um in February. And uh it sounded very severe from the way he was describing it. Um my notes in my notes here I wrote down he had a massive stroke. I think he might have used those terms, but uh, he um he was with uh people who Pardon dealt on uh, you know dealt did,
2: you, with, did I cut out yeah, to did, did the out again. Oh I my think goodness. you must
0: have, must have disappeared for a second there, Jonah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I was just going to say, I, I really feel for Tony. He was playing bridge with his wife, and all of a sudden, all of his friends gathered around him and started pumping on his chest. It must have been pretty traumatic.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. But he uh, he was, you know, handled and dealt with, and emergency services called for him very quickly. So I'm sure that that helped uh, quite a lot. But still, very very frightening. But he seems to oh, have yeah. it recovered it remarkably well. So he's, uh, it's that's that's yeah. quite amazing. Yes, yes. He's, uh, yeah. So good luck, Tony. Um, he's he's a he's a great guy. Met him once or twice at old camp and stuff. You, you must have done the same, Johnny. But you met him. But um, yeah. Well, so... I'm,
2: ho- I'm I'm hoping that I'm hoping that I can make it this year, and I hope Tony makes a trip after after this this stroke
0: thing he had. Yeah! 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 Um, there's a bunch of comments on this one. Clinton Roy says, fatigue. Thank you for this, Tony. Forgive me if I missed it, but do you expect to eventually get over the post-stroke fatigue? And, um, shall I do the next one? Tony says in reply, hi, Clinton. Yes, the fatigue does gradually go away. It's different for everyone. With me, it's mainly gone now. But if I overdo it a couple of days in a row, I do feel it. I was warned it could last for up to 12 months, but thankfully that large, has largely not been the case. And I'm fitter now than I was before the stroke, having lost 22 pounds and started regular exercise by walking. So sounds good. Yeah.
2: yeah, and so comment three was by Jonas, and he said, great info, I appreciate you sharing your story. Um, more people need to talk about the human side of hackers. I'll put you in the same group as uh, Sigflub regarding... Oop you dropped
0: out there regarding personal stories was the sentence this is really appreciated the more we talk about strokes brain injury you you dropped yeah. out there john oh, i, I did. Just, just,
2: uh, uh, so schizophrenia depression and many others i think the better we uh, the the more we i think the better we all will be and i think it's important to know that we're not alone if we have difficulties along the way thanks again
0: yeah yeah, it's it's a it's a slightly harrowing story, but it's still a good one, and it uh, sounds like he's he's come through it, and uh, things look good for the for the future. So, good luck there, Tony. So next one is two two eight seven, desperately seeking saving RMS, and this is from Do D Dummy or D O D D Dummy, however he prefers it. And this is him talking I, I, I'm
2: not sure. I, I always thought when he said D O D D Dummy that he worked for the Department of Defense or something.
0: Right. <laughs> I know, I know. That's what started the conversation last time, wasn't it? <laughs> anyway, he was talking about trying to move more towards free software in a similar way to RMS's approach to the to IT and to the world. Um he's it's been more Good intentions than actually getting too far as yet, I think is fair to say. But uh, I'm sure he's going to press forward and uh, and follow up with this. So it was it was good. Yeah, it's it's a challenge, uh, but I, I certainly applaud his his attempt at, at trying. Yeah,
2: I, I think uh, I really think that that perhaps he might want to uh, do the uh, uh, get like uh, a mips a MIPS laptop and give it a try, uh, something something that doesn't have any blobs or anything. It, 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 it might be an enjoyable experience.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, good good thought. There were two comments on this one. Brenda J. Butler was the first one. I was glad to hear your podcast about being a more conscientious free software user. I was very impressed to hear you, hear you started out alone without peers to talk to and help. Have you heard of VRMS? It's a Debian package, maybe available on other platforms, virtual RMS. It checks what you've installed on your machine and sends you a monthly email with a list of non-free software. So it could help with your goal of moving towards more towards the free software ideal. I'm not all the way there myself, but I'm always trying to be more free. Read the tracking stroke EULA DMA stuff. Your Android software, you can use the F Droid Repro instead of Google Play. It's all open source packages, and the installer will let you see the required permissions before you install. So, even though it's all open source, it's not all desirable, and you do want to check the required permissions before you install. I find I'm limited in what I can install on my phone, but like you, I have a bit of patience.
2: Yes, and, and comment two was an answer by DODD Dummy. And he said, "Thanks for the tip. It was rough going for me in the early years without forums, chat rooms. But the hardest part was me being an idiot. I hadn't heard of virtual arms, and we'll go give it a go. I'm now installing FSF's approved distros, and I think I'll give each week—I'll uh, give one each a week and choose one. Um, it seems, Dave, that uh, I, I really think that he should probably try one of those MIPS laptops from from uh, Lamote." Because uh, he probably would get a a really free uh, FSF experience.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know that that exists, and I've used MIPS hardware back in the day. But uh, I, I wasn't quite clear that uh, that there were there were things to be had that are available now. That's you should do a show about that. If nobody's ever talked about it, it's an interesting subject.
2: Well, uh, I, I was going to do it. Uh, I talked to Ken, of all people, about it, and he was just like, John, why would you want to slow your life down? He said, just get the best hardware you possibly can afford and use that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. It's it's a difficult problem, isn't it? It's, it's I try my hardest to do this as well. I mean, like, my son gave me a phone, a OnePlus One phone, which has got um what is it a cyanogen mod derivative on it so i can restrict to a fair degree what i put on it but i still you know you can't be you can't go too far down that road before things don't work or you haven't got the you can't interface with people and so on you know it's it's a difficult problem but trying trying to do it is is a good thing though so yeah yeah it's but no that's a it's an interesting subject I would like to know more because I'd like to do more than I'm doing now. So let's move on to two two eight eight, which is from you there from
2: from Knox. Uh, It's from Knox and uh, HPR two two eight eight is installing and using a virtual a virtual env wrapper for Python. Installing and using a virtual a virtual nvw wrapper for Python. What I learned the hard way and. uh, to be yeah. honest, to be honest, I'm not too sure about this, so I'll let you <laughs> That's
0: take okay. that over. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I can't say I'm that knowledgeable about it, but uh, this is from Knox, one of our new hosts, by the way. So uh, it's good to to recognise that. And um, yeah, I think this is this is Python's virtual environment thing, so you can you can actually install packages which don't require root access if i understand correctly there's a thing Some i'm i tend to be more of a, a pearl user than python just because i'm I, I was too old to change <laughs> and i used it a long time of course um,
2: with a pearl with the a pearl handle inside the mumble room yeah I, i'd say you're you're pretty much a pearl user yeah
0: <laughs> i'm afraid so but there's a thing called pearl brew which lets you do a similar thing i think so but it doesn't seem to be as elegant as this this is this allows you you install a package and then the, the package um' is virtual end and virtual env wrapper and then you can um use it by configuring your BashRC uh, bash r c to uh source it source the the script that you get or the shell shell script that you get and uh then you end up with a bunch of commands that you can use so you can make a virtual environment and remove a virtual environment and so on and so forth. And then once you've got a virtual environment, you can then install things in it, as I understand it, so uh, um, without needing privileges and so forth. And, of course, it's also a great test area for checking something out before you use it for, for real, which which sounds really good. He says, don't use sudo when installing inside the sudo, the virtual end, which is, you know, pretty much what I was trying to say there.
2: Yeah, it uh, it was a little confusing for me about the sudo part of it. But but it worked out. uh, It seems to work out really, really well
0: uh, for for him.
2: You want to move on to the comments?
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Um, I was quite fascinated with the thing. I must try it out. Um, at some point, anyway, so we had the first one was from Droops who said, "Great episode, very technical and cool." Please keep them coming, which is a good comment.
2: Uh, yes, and the second comment was from uh, a basis opinion. Uh, more Python help, please. A long-time programmer trying to learn Python on my spare time. Very helpful, just what I needed. Like that, you convey the information without an ego getting in the way.
0: So he's a he's a good good explainer. I think it's. Uh, It's certainly the case. So, yeah, more, more please, Knox. We had another one from Windigo who says, Excellent advice. Virtual end was something I didn't get into until later into my learning, and it made things much nicer to work with. Thanks for bringing attention to it. Don't tell Ken or Dave, but I'll look into doing some Django shows. So, we heard you, we heard you. We want some Django shows now, please. So, that's good. Right. Um, I'm hesitating between <laughs> between okay, shows because so,
2: you see, yeah, so so the HPR two two eight nine Cindy send, send tell if your email has been read, um, and it's hosted uh, by.
0: You just fell off the the world again, there, John. I think you said it's hosted by, and the the answer was Sigflap. Okay. Yeah. Okay
2: it's you, you. working again. Yeah. Cut out <laughs> again. So it's 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 HPR uh it's HPR2289. Cindy Cindy Sin, tell me if your email has been read. Uh and it's by a
0: a guy named Sigflop. This is a lady called Sigflop who's um also I'm,
2: I'm looking at the pictures. It's, she's got short hair. She has, uh, she, it, has she, she has got some short hair. Okay, I'm sorry Sigflop. It, 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 you got short hair.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Now, this is a tool which will... It's it's a thing people have been doing sort of surreptitiously in some ways. You know, some of the HTML email that you receive has got uh, like a single pixel uh, GIF or something like that in it, which if you view it in your email reader will make a call to that, to that GIF, which can then be detected as uh, being the i don 't know whether yeah i think she 's actually tailored these so that y- you can go to her site and get the, uh, the 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 token effectively put it into your email and then when when you s- you send it to somebody and they read it, it notifies because it 's requesting a specific o with a with a with a key in it. It will notify her server. You can go back and ask if it's been read. So, that's uh, that's yeah. quite cool.
2: The way that you defeat this is that you tell your your Hotmail your Hotmail web browser thing that you don't want to read it in HTML. You want to read it in text.
0: Well, yeah. When I discovered this, which is some time ago now, because I, I was I was actually looking after email for a while, and then. Thank goodness, hired somebody who did it for me. But uh, um, university level email is, is huge because, oh, yeah, it's a nightmare. But um, that was a thing we spotted quite early on and we we uh, took action and warned people about, about this. And I certainly switched off HTML capability in my email client for many, many years. So So, but still, it's still an interesting technique. So we have a comment from Joe who says, hacker, just, just what? Calling out that some email clients allow you to block HTML emails to go out and fetch resources like images unless you explicitly allow downloads from that specific email address or domain. It's a great security feature. People who use it will be able to read your email without you knowing unless they, they mark you as trusted and allow the client to download resources. So yeah. I guess that's pretty much what I was just saying. I should have read the comment first.
2: Yeah, yeah so um, it, it's, it's a very interesting thing. Uh, I, let's see, the, the next show was uh,
0: from, from Ken. Just taking a slip of tea there. Right, yes, Ken's, Ken's show was How to Change the height of Your Ironing Board. An amazing life hack. It will change your life forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you you it, can't. Uh, it, it, you have to listen to that. <laughs>
2: did you did you see the did you see the picture? He's got yes. this picture there. That's, this uh, I I think I wrote him a mail or put a comment on here or something uh, uh, about it. Uh, uh, anyway, it's it, it was a very interesting show, especially
0: for the picture. Yes, yes, yes. No, so it's good to see how people solve problems. I think that uh, yeah. So basically, what Ken's doing is he's got a. An ironing board which has um, uh, legs that uh, that that f- that can be positioned at different positions, and each one raises the board up a bit. Except that it doesn't go quite high enough. So he uh, the hooks into which the the legs drop in order to do this. Um, he added another one. It's basically what he did, and uh, so therefore he can make it high. He did did point out and uh, that it makes it a little less stable because the higher it goes, the closer the legs are together. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's... But there you go. Yep. Saves you back. So, um, yeah, uh, I was going to say something about this. Um, I, I made a note. The... Yes. What... My, my mother had what was probably the best ironing board ever. It incorporated a, a seat... So as you stood it up, there was a seat attached to it that you could you could sit on. So sitting down to iron is cool. The I,
2: other I wish s- I, uh,
0: go on, I wish that I
2: had one. Yeah. I wish that I had one of those. I, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, all the years I was in the army. I mean, all the especially my poor wife, man, that would have been fantastic. Cause she had like a little bench you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Standing up to iron, especially when you've got a you're tall and you you've got a long way to bend over, is is a nightmare. It's horrible. The other the other solution I found is to to buy sort of as many walking style clothes as I can because they're made to be easily washed and just hung up and then you don't need to iron them. So <laughs> that's my solution. But that's that's the lazy man's solution. So do you want to read your your comment there John?
2: Sure, uh it's um it's a uh, it it's pure love. Uh you have no minions for that process and his subjects gathered around him like the leaves
0: on a tree and then the smiley face. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I think Ken's the minion. I I think
2: he's I think he's got... I, I, how many girls does he have living with him? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you see, I do know, I've forgotten. Is it two, two daughters he has and a son? I think it's two, yeah, two daughters. Yeah, did I say at the start of the show that Ken is... Mysteriously, a wall today. We 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 were assuming he was going to be with us, but uh, we never heard still, from it him. Would,
2: it would have been uh, it would have been really great uh, because I keep cutting out. But uh, that he be here. But <laughs> the uh, yes. uh, yeah, but it's still twenty two ninety is still a show, man. We we got we got a show that day, and it was a pretty good show with great artwork.
0: No, absolutely, absolutely. There's nothing. No, no, no. There's this there's no criticism intended at all I think it's a, it's a great great thing I think we should have more like that so little, little solutions that make life easy that is uh, the essence of hacking I, I, I think anyway so let's press on to show 2291 Arch on Seles Seles it turns out is the name of uh, Hannah of Terror of Souls Chromebook so that puzzled me for yeah. a little while it was
2: It was really hard for me to grasp really, so she has a Chromebook and a Chromebook has to be the hardest thing to to hack in the world uh, that that because uh, you have to go in not only the BIOS, you have to change something whereas if you get a uh, like a windows uh, windows budget thing uh, uh, it you just have to change the UFIE and it's in boom you're in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Although I know a number of people who have bought Chromebooks and have hacked them because they, they reckon they're really nice, lightweight, portable devices, you know, and well, powerful enough to do what they need to do. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a good thing to do. And she's put Arch on it. And, uh, I was, I did not know. I don't know much about Chromebooks. I was amazed that you have to remove a hardware write protect screw. This thing is locked down as hard as hard as possible. I mean, yeah.
2: The, the, see, that's always the scary part for me is when I break, have to break up in the case and then I have to do the thing with the screw. Yeah. And that that terrifies me, of course. And yeah. And so and so uh, I've never I've never really done that. I, I've never really done that. And me and Ken, we tried to get the core boot guys to do one of his PCs, and they keep on saying we have to go to a space and learn how to do it ourselves, and they won't do it at the moment. So. Uh, we're both terrified to death on something like this.
0: <laughs> no, no, I, I have great sympathy with that. I, I don't think I would, I would do it, do that. um But I all respect to anybody who does, and to um, Hannah of Terror of she's got for great, doing this.
2: Great show notes. Uh, yeah, she's got yeah, great yeah. Show notes here too.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. These are great. I process the notes so I see them early and. uh these, these are very impressive, I thought. They, there's a lot of dense information in there that it's going to be useful for anybody who wants to do this. There were no comments on this one, so that was the sound of me scrolling down there. Um, so, okay, we'll go on to the next show.
2: So the next one is 2292, uh, a Bolfering uh, UV5R UHF, uh, no, VHF slash UHF headset part one, hosted by Mr. X.
0: Yes. Now he's done a, a block, a block of shows on this, which he's spread out, sort of one, uh, one a week or one a co- every couple of weeks, uh, way out into the, into the future, for which uh, we obviously thank him enormously. And he's got this little handheld uh, transceiver, I guess it is. Is it? It's a, it's um, a radio that does UHF and VHF. And uh, he's sort of going through it in minute detail, describing it, which I thought, I don't know, this is going to go right over my head. I'm not, it's not, not for me, but I found it really interesting. He has a way of describing things very well, I think. And, and this was, this, this was good. I enjoyed this and, and the, the, the later ones, which I think we're going to get to, aren't we? Yeah, there's more, there's two more to come. Well, I think he. I
2: think he does uh one a week, uh, one a week now, which is which is great. Uh, the uh, also the audio quality is, on these shows isn't 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 too bad, uh, isn't too bad at all. Uh, uh, he seems to seems to have a, a pretty good audio uh, quality there. Yeah. And so there were two there were two comments. Uh, so Dave, you wrote uh, a strange urge to make a show. I had a uh, terrible urge to make another HPR show after listening to this twenty two oh three. Uh, great show, by the way. I feel I might have an inkling about amateur radio is all about after listening to this series. And then uh, the next comment is from Mr. X.
0: Who replies, uh, Hi Dave, sorry for the long delay in replying to this. I'm terrible at checking for comments. Many thanks for the kind words. Glad you enjoyed it. My My comment about stranger is to make a show is because he's he tries to do or he does a sort of subliminal message at the end that you're gonna do another you're gonna make a show for hbr which i thought was wonderful uh, it's really nicely done and also quite funny too and it made me make a show did you hear a noise there because i've i've got things that are noisy in the background
2: okay dave uh i'm back uh and uh it looks like uh the next show was about your basketball thing dave uh- Sorry, uh it
0: was my my fault. I, I just uh, just ah. had a, had a problem I needed to solve, so I went quiet for a minute. Yes.
2: Ah, okay, okay. Yes. So now we're we're on uh, uh, more supplementary Bash tips uh, expansion part two of two.
0: So this one is me trying to finish off what I started uh, uh, talking about parameter expansion and file name expansion and all of that good stuff, which is all covered in the bash manual, but it's quite impenetrable. And uh, so I thought I'd work my way through it and understand it and explain what I understood along the way. And this is the last bit about some quite complicated stuff. I was
2: getting ready to say, Dave, it was it was pretty tough for me. Hey, can we take a 60-second a timeout?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, just, uh, and this will go on record, but it doesn't matter. We, we put the audio through a uh, truncation of, of, uh, blanks of, you know, silence, silence truncate. So we don't need to worry too much about silence anyway. So, uh, yeah, go okay, for it.
2: Okay. Uh, so I'll be back in 60 seconds. Okay. All right, Dave, I'm back, man.
0: Okay. okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm
2: back. I'm back. Uh, Dave, boy this is a pretty impressive list of shows that you've got here. I think you need to take my OPI exam for me man. We'll just swap IDs or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Uh some people are saying god this man talks too much. Skip this one. Skip this one. Another one from that guy. Anyway, <laughs> this was Actually, about ex-
2: you got some some comments. Uh you got some I did. some comments. Uh, uh um well SCP is one of the things that i that I like to use, but I don't really understand that well but let's let me go ahead and read it so uh, uh, Jonathan Culp, uh, who's commented several times this month, uh, said, "What about uh, with SCP Hi Dave this was a really great excellent show, just the kind of stuff I wish I'd known about for the last ten years. I tried something after listening that worked wonderfully as long as as long as I was long as I was doing the list command. But when I tried the same thing using secure copy uh, to get the same arguments, it didn't work. What I wanted to do was push all the MP3 and AUG files to a given directory over to my server in a single command, excluding the HTML markdown files in the same directory. The following command worked perfectly uh, to asterisk, asterisk, list, asterisk, asterisk, all of the MP3 and AUGs, ls, asterisk,
0: Think you dropped off again? <laughs> that that expression was uh, was too much. <laughs> the, I tried uh,
2: the same. When, when I, oh, I must have cut out again. You, you uh, cut
0: you cut out the the nasty bit. But I think you could skip over that anyway.
2: Yeah, it was a pretty long one. And then you replied, uh uh "Hi, oh, you you do your you do your your own response, did?"
0: Yes, I said, "SCP is a bit weird." John was saying that he could use one of these extended expressions with LS and it worked perfectly just to select out particular files from, from a, a set of files. But when he tried to use it with SCP, it didn't work with, with secure copy. So I said, glad you enjoyed the show. To look into this, I did the usual thing of creating a directory, SCP test, and making files in it. And I I'm not gonna read this all out because I went into quite a lot of detail trying to answer this question uh, but basically saying that uh, I found exactly what he found and I found difficulty in copying stuff using these extended expressions so I found a solution but it's really complicated and I don't even at that point I didn't even know hey, I understood hey, it a,
2: it's a, it's the longest reply ever <laughs> <laughs>
0: So it's, a it's, or, a or, or, it's a show it's a show it's a show in and of itself so. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just even my summary is long but I, I, I pointed him at a site to try but I don't think he did because it looked really really unpleasant so um, uh, so anyway I said I then followed it with a further comment and I tried some further stuff and I used I didn't use the extended um, expression that uh, that i this show was about which john had failed with i t- used a, a a simpler expression and it worked fine and uh then so i explained that and then john came back with a an answer shall i read that as well
2: um, sure dave
0: yes uh, Jonathan Culp came back and said details details aha as always the devil is in the details the last comment you left gave me the hint i needed i was putting the asterisk in the wrong place and also using the parentheses instead of curly braces the following command works just like i want and he shows a thing using uh brace expansion so he did manage to solve his problem well we we did it between us i guess and uh so he uh he was happy
2: yes yeah, so the that- So the next show is HPR 2294, Activities with top Toddler.
0: Well, Um, hold on a second. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) sorry, We'd only got as far as five. So I'm not going to read all of these things. But basically I said um, there's many ways of achieving this, but uh, glad it helped. But I have started putting together a brief show about this subject because – it's uh, it's quite complex and it needs a show rather than comments and John came back and said well, good or well, something to that effect <laughs> and then we had a comment from Clacky uh, who said he had no idea that SCP would do brace expansion and he basically um, noticed that there were issues with this stuff with R-Sync as well and um, so he's basically pointing out that SCP and rsync and various things that that try and do clever stuff across SSH tunnels, um, a bit bit broken. Or well, they're not as well implemented as they could be. And I answered that finally. This is the last one. You'll be pleased to know, uh, saying uh, yes, I I tried this and I hit problems. And um, there's a show coming which will try and discover this. I keep saying brief. This show will be brief, but it won't. It will be very long, so it's um I mean, it's generated SCP, a show. Yeah,
2: the, the SCP Dave at least in the beginning of it talk about SCP and like the basics before we go into that really long stuff. So at least the first six or five or six minutes is is common use of the SCP, so everybody knows what SCP is.
0: Yes, that that is needed. I have to have to agree. So Let's push on to the next show, 2294. Did you want to speak about that? I assume you've, you've uh, fallen can off. Can you the, hear me? Oh, am yeah, I still, still yeah, there? I can hear you now, yeah, yeah. 2294, Activities with a Toddler. This is Shane Shannon, who... Um, okay,
2: yeah, it says that he's got a list of 11 things, and I really like the cat video
0: one. <laughs> yes, yes. There's some great things here. I really like this. It's uh, It was... um. Yeah, it's, a, it's an issue. It, it is a thing. As a parent, you do have a lot of uh, problems coming up with interesting ideas of things to do. So having a list that you can go and think, oh, yeah, yeah, I did this before. I can ch- try that one. <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> yeah, cat video is a good one. So there were a bunch of comments on this one. We had – okay, John?
2: Let, let me go ahead and take the one from Wendigo. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, can you hear me? Uh- yep. Yeah 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 okay so comment one was from wendigo it says timely i've got a daughter on the way so advice from those in the trenches is always appreciated uh comment two was by dodd dummy Uh nice show for what it's worth i smiled through most of the show and then comment three was by you dave you can go ahead and read your own
0: i said this was great i love this it brought back such memories what it's worth, we collected loads of craftable stuff when my two kids were small. I found a large box of it in the attic when I'm tidying last year. Stuff like egg cartons, cardboard tubes, cardboard boxes, etc., etc., sticks, straws, etc. You get the idea. Play was with all of these and PVA glue, sticky tape and sometimes paint. You can bet that all manner of fantastic structures were built. So, yeah, I sympathise with his... um his list and uh, my list was to go and get this box of stuff out and we'd make make stuff out of junk
2: yeah and then we had comment four from uh jonathan Culp, and he says ride the bus uh what an excellent show what i liked best was what i could hear you smiling when you talked about doing certain things with your daughter this is great one thing i should do with my kids when
0: oops you've gone away again one thing I used to like to do with my kids when they were that age was to take them riding on the from city Barnes bus. Noble. You yeah, you, from, you fell off that one again, Jonathan.
2: Ah, okay. So it's just filling so, in for you. Ah, so Jonathan called. So he takes his took his daughter to the Barnes and Noble. I did. I don't even know if, if there's still a Barnes and Noble anymore. Uh, having a destination like that, uh, really, they, they liked really getting on the ride the bus, and it was great fun for them at that age.
0: Yeah, and, Yeah, that's a good idea. And then Clacky
2: or Clarky. How do you
0: say it? Clack, he, he pronounced C-C-L-A-C-K. it. His He's Swedish. Claque. Yeah. Swedish. Beautiful,
2: beautiful episode. Tickling. I uh, love to hear the clearly audible across a microphone speaker, the internet, and my speaker. He liked it a lot, too. Great show. <laughs> yes. Thanks absolutely. for doing that, bro.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, that was definitely uh, a dad who really enjoyed uh having having quality time with his daughter and it came across and that was very cool. So MX Linux two two nine five from Tony Hughes is next. So Tony's Tony's I, sending I really in some good like shows.
2: This, uh, I really like this one, Dad. Uh, I mean he Tony's got a lot of stuff he I mean he he redoes laptops like I do like I do a lot and uh I can't believe he took Mint seventeen three off and did this though, but it's <laughs> It's okay. Uh, uh, um, so, so he uh, talks about this. Uh, I always thought that this was sort of like from the anti-X people, sort or the Memphis people. I always thought that this project was from like from them.
0: Yeah, I don't know much about it. To to be honest, it it sounded interesting from 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 uh, Tony's description of it. But uh, yeah, I think I looked at Mepis once. Didn't didn't take to it, but I didn't have a need to to. Have a very lightweight uh, um, OS, so yeah, it's, it sounds good. XFCE, it's got, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Well, with sounds, the with Tony using the older with the older thing, it's it's I think made is probably as high as you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's quite understandable that he'd he'd want to do that because uh, that uh, some of these machines are going to struggle with anything very much more. So yeah, very good. I, I enjoyed this. And as always, Tony makes some, some great notes, so thanks for that. Uh,
2: yeah, and uh, I had a comment, uh, um, uh, it, you know, he always finds something new to talk about, uh, and I even asked him about the Memphis project, uh, um, if it was part of Memphis. Uh, I, 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 so it has a feel of Memphis to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know much about these, so I go by your, uh, your judgment there. So next we've got Mr. X again with the second instalment of his Bofeng, he calls it. Don't know how you, I'm not sure how I would say that. This um, handset. And he's talking this time about, well, he's going through the, the various features, talking about VHF and UHF and um, all of this sort of stuff with loads of loads of really interesting uh, links to, to follow up. I've looked well, at one or two, but not not in huge depth
2: yet. Well, it's so uh, important the notes, especially with that. So, so sort of like I, I didn't know what UHF much about UHF, and so I had to he put the wiki right there, and he's got uh, the the two meter band on it and stuff. And unfortunately, when I pull out my shortwave, uh, I, I was used to be a shortwave listener because it used to be back in Germany there was no English, and so. Uh, I did the scan the other night, and there's not
0: very many shortwave
2: stations left.
0: Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I used to listen to shortwave a lot years ago on a valve radio. But, uh, yeah, still. No, this is good. This is good. There's tons and tons of information here, and he's worked worked really hard to, to put this all together. So thanks so much for that. That's, that's quite a desirable machine, in fact. So no comments on this one. So let's move on. Okay, so, so
2: Dave, you, you did the you did the HBR twenty two ninety seven.
0: This is this is uh, this is us being DJs. Yay! This is um, Andrew, who's also called uh, McNalu, who uh, does another another podcast and has done a few con- do a few things on HBR yep. over the years. You've met uh, Ma- so ha- You've met Andrew. I know we- you've met him. Have I? Have I yeah, he was, ah, he, was okay. at, uh, he was at he was at camp. Ah, at, okay okay, you were at the last odd camp, yeah, weren't you? so yeah, um,
2: yeah, it's two years ago, they didn't have one last year, right and yes, yeah, yeah so, that's right, yeah, so Andrew ah, was okay, there okay.
0: Ah. he was on the the h b r table with us uh, so so yeah i I went over to Andrew's house, he invited me over, and we uh, we sat down in the in the the living room there, and we were listening to these tracks and talking about them as we went along. And uh, yeah, so it was just just us being DJs and uh, uh, talking about some of the stuff that we like from Magnitude, which we've we've done before. But hopefully, people found it uh, interesting.
2: I I like that the links were there, so I can just what what the one if I when I like the song, I can go and click on it and and get it.
0: Indeed. Indeed, yeah, it's magnitude's good because you can listen to it the, the the only slight downside is because if you're not a member, you hear it with some advertising in it but uh you know you can still sample we we are able to put the um the tracks in without advertising because we're both members and they allow that you can put it into a non-commercial podcast so uh, that's that's quite good it was it was fun it was a good good thing to do. And we got
2: comments uh, on the on the show uh, from Jonas.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, you want to do that one? So
2: yes, yeah, sure. So it it was in bold. Great. Listen. Thanks so much for the alternate music picks from Mag from Mag, Magnatune. I always thought it was more classical music since that was the origin. I definitely appreciate hearing uh, thought on different music. I like most of the Gurney in the show. P.S. I nearly fell out of my chair when I was listening to the. Listening.
0: the text to text to speech i think is what that is and uh he's commenting on the fact that it said explicit after my name so uh it's making a making a joke that this was apparently an explicit Spoilers. show yeah so so did you, did you did you say something there yeah explicit. i did i, I you, you disappeared you so i tag? i filled in for you there <laughs> so sorry about that yeah I was just joking saying that it was he was making a bit of a joke the fact that it had an explicit tag on it but uh, I com- my comment was, thanks for the feedback, glad you liked the show, we had fun making it since we were in the same room and actually listened to the tracks in real time. I mark all my shows explicit since it means stated clearly and in detail, leaving no room for confusion or doubt, and that's what I aim for. They aren't meant to be offensive though unless you hate detail. Smiley face. So I'm just making a point on this explicit nonsense because explicit doesn't mean offensive or rude it means something completely different and why the hell we have to call things explicit when they you know when we want to say we've said a rude word in here is is ridiculous and it offends me so that's why i call all of my shows explicit
2: yeah, yeah, so uh, i even sometimes just do it just in case i have a, a darn or a damn in there you know <laughs> yes.
0: Well, who who's to say a thing is offensive? I mean, I I might say a word like apple, and this is deeply offensive to anti Appleists, you know. I mean, or banana oh, no. or something, you know. It's but, it's but such then, uh, a ridiculous thing.
2: Yeah, but then you have folks like uh, Dave a- Dave Yates uh, six or seven years ago when his two daughters were. Were small, and he was listening to podcasts, and they go to church and stuff. So, yeah, the explicit would be helpful for folks that are religious.
0: No, no, I, I don't object to the idea of there being a message that says you might not want your children to hear this, or this might contain adult language. But the word explicit does not mean what it's used to mean. That's, it's it's a pedantic point, I know, but it's still – I just I dislike the fact that English is being warped in this way to, to mean things that it's not uh, it's not really supposed to. Anyway, I could rant on this. That's why I don't normally talk about it. So let's move on to 2298, shall we? Phantom I'm power sure, drain. Sure,
2: the, the phantom power drain. Uh, diagnosing a phantom power drain on an automobile. It's a scary topic.
0: This is Brian who uh, done a show on clay and pottery and stuff in the in the past. And he is talking about debugging a problem on a, a car or automobile, as he would say. And uh, yeah, he's giving some useful hints about how to how to deal with this um, using a multimeter and stuff. He there's a comment below which not much point in reading, but he made a mistake. He put millivolts in yeah, the in the thing, volts and, 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 and I sub, changed sort of milliamps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as the editor, I changed it to milliamps, but I, uh, I made it obvious that it had been changed since there was a comment about it. So, so the um, uh,
2: then Jonas wrote, uh, "I didn't know that. Great info. I didn't realize you, you could shoot. Uh, you could troubleshoot using a, such a small instrument. My truck is getting older and may need this." We'll eventually, thanks so for the show
0: now this is what it's all about having a, a uh, sharing bits of expertise like this is is cool so yeah interesting
2: uh, ex- exactly exactly
0: so next we have 2299 what's in my bag from shane shannon again so thanks shane for for two shows this Is it two shows this month that's fantastic so um this is one of the what's in my toolkit type things. And uh, he's talking about the five items in the bag he takes to his job. And uh, he's a computer instructor and he has a list of things. Flashlight, flash drive, set of picture dice, small notebook and a cell phone in this bag. So, yeah, cool. It's, it's, uh, it was an interesting collection. I liked he had a Star Wars USB stick. That was good. And the story dice are uh, to help st- give students a uh, ideas for for writing stuff. So, and he's a believer in paper notebooks, which, uh, which I quite like. Yeah,
2: I like that he always had a little bag with him uh, in this, and uh, uh, that he still uses paper and stuff.
0: Yeah, he's using bullet journal type of type of style of thing, which is another topic that we could do with hearing more about. Actually, because uh, organising your thoughts and uh, and ideas and and your to do list and that sort of stuff using a, a physical notebook is something that could be could be talked about. It's it's a cool <coughs> thing people are doing at the moment, but it's also you know a good skill to to have. Um, so yeah, interesting show.
2: Yeah, I did, Believe it or not, I sort of moved back to it. Uh, uh, I, I get sponsored by Susan and Red Hat a lot, and they always give me these mole scans, these brand new mole scans, and so Ooh, I just very nice use them a lot. Yeah, I use them a lot.
0: Very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm a great believer in using paper and pens and this sort of stuff. You know, I use my the technical stuff as well, but uh, I just like paper and like the the feel of. Writing implements and paper, so yeah, cool stuff. So you were next to two thousand three hundred, the first Intel CompuStick. Tell us about wow. it, then, John.
2: Well, uh, I, I was a little disappointed with some of the comment with uh, the with, uh, with the with the sound quality uh, in it, uh, Dave. Uh, the the uh, I, I bought a I bought a brand new Platronics uh, headset, and I was uh, trying to get it to not have so much echo in it when I was when I talked I, I wanted it to be sound a little cleaner um but the yeah with the with that uh with that limonks limonksomecom.au uh blogspot.com uh with that kernel I was able to get that that Intel stick working much better
0: yeah 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 that was that was a good find was not it it's uh yeah it, it it sounds on in principle quite a quite a good device but wasn't wasn't quite as good until you found uh, a way to to make it better. So, uh, yeah, good for you. Sounds sounds cool actually. Sounds like a cool device. The um sound quality yeah, thing. Yeah, so
2: it's it was a it's a great little piece of hardware.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. It sounds it, it could have done with a picture, mind you. But uh, <laughs> who am I to? to yeah, to I don't
2: know how that pic- picture comes. That uh, sometimes that picture comes. Uh, I don't know how that happens uh, with with my uh, setup there. I, I don't know. I, I really want an Aseta, uh either that or a Morris Minor, but I, I, I can never seem to afford one.
0: <laughs> I think what it is is uh, you have um, a gravatar. Is that your gravatar? Have you set that up at some point, or did you send us a picture of your of your Aseta?
2: <laughs> I think I, I I think it might have been my gravatar from some some, some yeah. somewhere. Uh, from we somewhere from somewhere. A- but uh,
0: i think ken's got a thing that uh, that goes and scans gravatar every so often not very often but uh, and then he copies the the images and puts them on the HBO server so uh, i've done it myself a few times but uh, yeah it's good my uh- auntie auntie had one of those those i said to auntie and uncle the, the two of them packed in there was it's quite a sight
2: the front door just opens
0: yeah <laughs> with the steering wheel on it is that the one the steering wheel come out with the door exactly no,
2: yeah. I, I don't know, i don't remember if the steering wheel came out with the door or not but i i went to an estate convention one time and it all happens right there in the front right in front of the car there's no going to the back or anything
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's great technology it's amazing and is it like a two stroke engine or something in there i think it is isn't it it's
2: a it's a two cylinder engine is it
0: Oh, right. so is it a four stroke or a a two stroke do you know I think, I, I think uh,
2: well, they have a they have a some models that came with a moped engine in them.
0: Uh, yeah. That would be a the one I'm thinking of. moped engine probably. in Germany. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. So so uh that was a two-cycle motor and the thing about it is is in Germany at the time uh to get a driver's license uh it was a little costly for some people.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. It's uh, that's the main reason people uh you went for these in my time the fact that you could drive them on a motorcycle license so uh that was that's cool dave yeah
2: yeah, yeah it's definitely if, a cool topic I, yeah, I i broke up again but uh, maybe did. i'll do a, sh- a show about this in a, that would be, a be set interesting
0: up, so yeah 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 that would be very interesting uh, i filled in for you while you while you fell off there because i do know a little tiny bit about these things eh? and they're very they're very good fun
2: yeah, well, anyway, Dave, in Germany, it was important back then because uh, the the moped license is much cheaper than the car license.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was the same in the UK, exactly the same. So let's move on to 2301, shall we? Um, and that's Mr. X again with his third show of the month about the the Bofeng. Now, this one... He was I'm just looking at my notes here. He was talking about frequency and wavelength. Now, that I I sort of know this, but I thought his explanation was great and it helped me to understand it better actually. So, it, it was good. I enjoyed that. He said it was a rambling podcast. I thought it was actually very good. I like the style. Actually, I like the rambling he, style. He
2: had to he had to go from notes, I thought. It was it was so detailed it really really uh, I think he had to have some notes somehow.
0: Well, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's still got a great style, and uh, whether he's going from bullet points or something, but he's 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 a good explainer. He's a good has a sort of teaching style about him that's uh, that's great. And I really liked the the story about how mains hum frequency time stamping was a way of uh, of of sort of. Um, fingerprinting bits of audio you could tell when and, and and where it was i think from the from the mains hum. that's that's mind-boggling i must look into that more
2: i like the info about the multi uh omnidirectional antenna
0: yeah yeah that was also interesting yes There was it was a real gem that one I, I enjoyed that one a lot so yes okay no no comments but uh we, we certainly liked it, so that's that's good. I'm sure there are a lot of the, the radio guys who are appreciating this, to be honest. Okay, I'm back.
2: Uh, I'm back. Uh, so there, there looks to be no comments, Dave.
0: There are no comments, no. Let's move on. And is that Dave Morris guy again, doing more boring shows. This one was um, me trying to... I just had an idea, right? I'd been doing these shows on weird bash things, and thinking, oh, yeah, it's interesting, but I'd never use it. And then I came across a need to use one. So I thought I'd do a show on it. So I managed to put this one together quite quickly, and this was the result. So this is um, – I'm calling it Bash Snippet in the hopes that I can put together other short shows on bash things. And,
2: uh, well, I, I liked it, Dave, because I could rewind it and play it again, and so I, I could get it the, the second time, because a lot of times I'm going 140 or 150 kilometers on the Autobahn, and in the seven-minute show, I can always press the back show, but if it's a 45-minute show, I can't press the back button.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I still try and do, do others that are, that are short if I can, but uh, easy, I've got too much to say. This is the trouble. Anyway, um, yeah, so were there comments on this one? Yes, we had... We had a comment and a reply from me. Um, Clacke says, thanks. I've written a few scripts in my day that do something like first putting a glob in parentheses, then double checking whether the array is longer than one. And if it's length one, check that the thing is a thing and not just the wildcard. Should have used null glob next time I will. And I said to that, glad you found it useful. Yes, I'm going to use null glob in scripts now for sure. There may be side effects in other parts of the script. I'm not sure, so I'll turn it off once I've finished with it. So, um, yeah, that's. I think it's it's good. I shall definitely use it. I think I just said that, didn't I? So, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. you're definitely doing.
0: <laughs> sure, I hope that was a compliment, but I never heard the end of it. Ah, <laughs> uh, John, your internet is is really crappy tonight, which is a shame. We're 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 surviving though. I think we're surviving.
2: Yeah, Dave, so you're going to do my LPI for me for sure next time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I must give that a try one time. So last show for the month was Geddes 2303 KDN Live Part 5, all about audio. He's talking about KDN Live and recording audio for um, when you're making um, videos or whatever. So, yeah, he, he reads these really well. The original material so, is is brilliant go on john
2: i'm sorry this so, so what i liked was that that he talked about how to mix right and so how he like was like sometimes you want like cafe sounds and the track part of it and stuff and it, it, it looks like this just takes audacity to the to the next level
0: absolutely absolutely no this revealed a whole bunch of things i was just not aware of so it's it's great great from that point of view it's uh it's even though I may never use them. It's still great to know. It's always good to know more about stuff. I think. So yeah, very cool. Any idea about the hardware requirements to have a, a KDE in live uh, settlement? I I don't know. I think it might have been covered a little bit at the beginning of this series. Uh, I think something reasonably beefy is uh, is called for, but don't quote me on that. I really don't know.
2: Okay. Well, uh, this this is. This was a good show. I, I, I really enjoyed it because I, I really am interested in audio quality, and so it, it popped up on me uh,
0: uh, an awful lot. Yeah, yeah. No, this is this is a good one. It's. Uh, I think there's one more to go, and the, the series is is done. But uh, yeah, it's it's been been most interesting. So um, we'll stop there. We've got a whole bunch of. Comments relating to previous episodes, which we need to to go and check out, and it will take me a few minutes to or seconds anyway to to get to the details. I think. So there was a comment on episode two one six eight analog random number generator, which was Clar2 talking about ways of coming up with random numbers without using electronics and we had a comment from RTSN who said, Hi Clatu, this was a fun and weird episode. Just wanted to check if you seen this, and he refers to a to a blog, um, couldn't help to think about you and this HPR episode while reading it. So I haven't looked at this, this link, but it looks like it could be interesting.
2: Yeah, uh, Dave, I don't know where to go to look at the additional notes from April.
0: It's well what I'm doing and I should have done this before and I never remember is to click on these various links and open up tabs uh so I can check out the the comments so what I'm doing is I'm looking at the show notes for this episode where it says comments this month there are eight which relate to previous shows at the top of the of the list so um so I'll just I'll just go through these shall I and uh Come back to at the at the end. Yes, if you, yes, yes if you, please. If you catch up with me, then feel free to join in. But uh, I'll just I'll just try and uh, wing it. <laughs> Ken's always better at this than I am. I don't know. I think my brain's getting too old to uh, handle this well. So we're talking about and. I think I just took my finger off push-to-talk. Sorry about that. We're talking about episode 2249, HPR New Year Show, episode 3. And we're looking at comment number 5. And this was from Frank, who says, Windows on top. Windows actually supports the always-on-top function. Well, I remember this discussion. It just has no GUI means of activating it. But some programs use it, most prominently media players. There are third-party tools which make it available globally, such as Activate, written by the staff of German computer magazine C apostrophe T. No idea how you pronounce that. A quick, installa- in- a quick English installation guide is at, and there's a link. Activate also brings other Linux goodies, such as drag a window with Alt plus LMB. And Ethan Williams says thank you. I think I might have just done a comment that. That wasn't made last month. Sorry about that.
2: Oh, no problem, Dave. No problem.
0: Show 2263 is Freak Does Geek, which is the two guys travelling along on the bus and having an interesting chat. And RTSN says, great episode. Thanks for a really interesting and enjoyable episode. I think it's healthy and important to question and consider concepts we to some extent take for granted like how visual perception shapes our worldview. Look forward to hearing more from you too. So uh, that's a good comment and I really agree with that. That was a good show actually, I enjoyed that. So next was 2266 gun. Was- what is it, John? I-, I
2: thought that it was I I thought it was a excellent comment.
0: Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, we're looking down at 2266 Gamebooks Lone Wolf. It's one of Plato's tabletop gaming shows. And we're looking at Shane Shannon made a comment. Intriguing. Thank you very much. Thank you very. Oh, you probably missed the much the, for the great show and the link to the free books. That comment thing is really hard to use. It's easy to make typos in it and not be able to go back and fix them. So do do that myself. Having problems opening the pages. Something's not behaving as it should here. Dave, I can't hear you. No, i have just. I'm just trying. I was just trying to follow a comment, and I'm getting error messages. Something's not loading as it should. I don't seem to be able to connect to HPR at the moment. And
2: I am. And I'm having trouble connecting to Google.com. It's not paraphrasing for me anymore, Dave.
0: Yeah, yeah sorry. I'm I'm a bit yeah. distracted here cuz somehow or other there's a an invalid URL has crept in here. Yeah, I got it. Um, somehow the link was to to show 2267 was to something called ha- hobbypublicradio.com. I didn't know we had a .com uh, address at all. I just tried, and that didn't work. So I just changed it to hackerpublicradio.org, and I'm getting it. But basically, this, um, well, this,
2: most, this was... Most unusual, uh, but some, sometimes uh, my company doesn't take hackerpublicradio.org. Though, yes, so.
0: yes. There, there, is a, there, is, there was an alias. There should be an alias for Hobby Public Radio to, to get around that, but I don't know quite why it's not responding. Anyway, um this was our TSN commenting on SIGFLOP's show our digital art and basically saying good episode. Wonderful to see more art related episodes in HPR. So that was hard work to get that one. Sorry about that everybody. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not it's it's that hobby public radio link that's that's messing things up. Um, so Right, now we're looking at 2269, comment four, Chocolate Milk, the show is called. And comment four is from DODD Dummy, who was asking a question earlier on about, uh, was this show a syndicated show? And uh, Ken pointed out the, the current syndication rules, and DODD Dummy came back and said, okay, got it, makes sense. So, that was it. Two more to go. Uh, 2271, comment number two. So, yeah, this is a show from Tony Hughes, Raspberry Pi Zero W. And there's a comment from uh, Tony in reply to Droops's comment, number one, where Droops was excited about the prospect of using a Pi Zero W. And uh, Tony says you'll be lucky to to be able to to get hold of these for teaching a class, which is what uh, Droops was thinking of doing. Because you can only order them one at a time. I've got a feeling we've covered some of these. Have we? Did we cover these last week? I can't remember. When a comment sort of overlaps the the list, we 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 do them regardless. But remembering which ones they were can be difficult, at least for me. I don't. I don't think so, uh, Dave. No, I, I don't know, cause, because I look after the comments. I can't remember which ones we've seen and which ones not. So the last one was uh, only half the time. He did an excellent show about having problems with the server, installing Hyper-V, and finding out that uh, he had the wrong sort of raid. Somebody set up the wrong sort of raid on the disks. And Mirwi sent in a comment entertaining i'm sure you know but you have a great voice you can read out the phone book to us and i'll enjoy listening thanks for the show michael uh, so, the,
2: his, that guy that particular show day was probably one of my top five ever hacker public radio shows
0: it was a yeah. real 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 gem i hope we get some more from from him because the, yeah he's I, really has i mean skill.
2: him and the him and the model rocket guy i should get together because i was really addicted to that i actually saved that model rocket one on my on my iphone and listen to it when and listen listen to it when i need relative calm
0: <laughs> yeah yeah And um, what what better what better plaudit can you have than that that's brilliant right what we now do uh you can't go yet sorry no 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 we haven't finished yet uh we, we look at the Uh, Email. Well, there's not much email. There's. I'm going to skim through it pretty quickly. I think. Basically, the first email was from Ken, who says uh, talks about the Mumble server and saying that John Newstead had been providing the Mumble server, the one that we're using now, ch1.teamSpeak.cc, but had decided to step away from doing this it was he's spending money his own money to, to manage this to keep this running but uh, Ken managed to negotiate that HPR would take over administration so he was just flagging this up and uh, thanking John you said of for, for, for um, providing this facility that we've all used so much over the years that's that's that was excellent news I think uh, we struggled a little bit the last the last uh, recording of this to find a server, and Honky Magoo offered us his, which we used with great thanks. But it's nice to be back where we where we should be. So there was a comment to that from uh, Joshua Burton, low tech, uh, who said thank you, John, to John Newsteta and uh, basically saying he's used the mobile server as well. And you then replied to that. I'm having difficulty opening properly. And you said, "Does this mean the mumble server is back?" On what is the process? Uh, do you remember that, John? Um, uh,
2: yeah, sure. Um, I mean the the mumble the mumble server. I I, had, I changed it. I just did the edit and I put the one in for that you sent me. Uh, you sent me the the new server server link uh, the only thing was was I got a, a certificate error when I
0: when I yeah. Connected. yeah we all do that we all do that if you um, I'm not quite sure what, I think if it's if it's been re, rebooted or restarted or reconfigured uh, then it will end up with a different it'll end up with a different um, certificate or not have stored your certificate or something Sorry, I just got alarms going off here. Switch them off quickly. So we're running a bit long here, so we're nearly finished though. So yeah, so you you were you were good, you got that it's, we got that one sorted out.
2: It's an hour, an hour and thirty-seven minutes so far. <laughs> it's an hour and thirty-seven minutes real, really, really.
0: <laughs> we had Ken then saying that he'd nominated HBR for the twelfth annual podcast awards. Uh if you go and check that out the the time for voting is coming very soon then there was a comment can't about it, oh you can't hack yeah uh, okay, all right uh, well, you've I, been I away. dropped uh, i think uh, i've been uh, here okay. all the time
2: <laughs> okay this, yeah this hey, is it's going to be hour fun. And 38 hour and 38 minutes yes so, i know yeah. i
0: heard you say that before and then you, you just <laughs> yeah okay. Okay. okay so just 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 uh, two more things to say we had an upgrade to the HPR server, which might mean that the hobby public radio has gone away, and that's why things are going funny. I don't know. Need to check that. Ken flagged this up. The problems that we were we were having have now gone. Then, ignoring my community news call, there's the discussion on the next ham radio roundtable has started up, and there's there's some talk about a a date and a time for doing it and people are gathering around to uh to get together to do that very thing so that would be very good so i think that's all i have to say on that subject so i think that means we're done so you will be relieved and so will everybody else i'm sure so have you (laughs) anything anything you need i know
2: i i I really enjoyed it uh uh uh, i wrote ken a, a pretty detailed uh email about a a podcast that I was thinking about making. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it'll be a long one, uh, a long one, extremely technical one, and I wasn't exactly sure how to present it. So I hope he gets back to me in the email format and lets me know what he thinks. Cause uh, it's, it's about raid raid and x4 okay. okay. and how, how that
0: works and stuff sounds you know? good sounds good yeah yeah, um,
2: yeah. anyway dave uh, uh, hey uh, so uh um next month i'm not here so ken will have to be here because uh, i'll be in the states <laughs> next month uh, okay but, uh, okay we well, uh, have a good uh, have a good one
0: have yeah, a good trip but
2: uh, i uh, wish i should get you the first week in august cook up in the first week of august and uh if i can get uh, my plane ticket to all camp
0: yeah 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 i'm afraid i'm not going to be there but uh hope you have a good one Okay. All right. Uh, well, that's great. I'll see you you next time, Dave. Thanks for your help then, John, Bye-bye. and we'll yeah, catch you next you. time. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.
1: You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself.